Hi, friend. My name is Amy Joy, and this is the Make Prayer Beautiful podcast. I spoke recently about how sometimes we have the prompting of the Holy Spirit, and in my case, I completely disregard the prompting. Well, what happens if you have an impression and you don't notice that it's really from the Lord and you go about your way anyway? So I had an example where when the power was off, I had to drive the half hour to town in order to get my emails set and podcast ready to go. So I drove in and I was sitting in the parking lot there at the grocery store for a while, a couple hours actually, just trying to get things loaded. And, you know, it was going through the hot spot on my phone. So it wasn't exactly lightning speed. And a couple of times I thought, oh, I need to email the Workplace Prayer Community because on Mondays I send out a blessing from Bob and it's very beautiful. And I hadn't done that this last week because I had no internet and no ability to download (laughs) the recording of what Bob and I had talked and prayed through anyway. And so I kept kind of disregarding it like, yeah, I just don't think I need to do that. I have other things I need to do. And it wasn't until I had driven the half hour home and it's not just like normal driving because we've had so much snow. It was like, you know, off-roading it, making sure that I'm accelerating well up the hills and then making sure I'm going really slowly downhill in case somebody is coming around the blind corner. Anyway, all these things that are a little overwhelming for me because I'm not a confident snow driver or even after snow driver. So I got home thinking, hallelujah, I get to just be in my safe place until the power comes back on. I've preloaded all of these messages for a long time to come. And I was down walking and praying and the Lord reminded me, hey, do you remember that you still haven't actually invited anybody to the feast from workplace prayer? And first of all, I was like, no, surely that can't be true. And then I started to think about all of the emails that I've sent, all of the, all of the different sends. And I realized it totally was true. And I had this moment where I was like, for real, God, could you not have brought that to mind? And then he (laughs) reminded me that he had brought it to mind several times, or maybe not exactly that thing, but kind of like, hey, don't you think you should email the workplace prayer community? And this is one of those instances where it is a failure to recognize the voice of the Holy Spirit, for sure. But I also take comfort in some ways, that we all have so many things that are stimulating us at all times, right? There's always impressions coming in. There's always new thoughts, new ideas, new tasks that we need to do. Uh, Just even thinking about driving out the different things that I had to remember and, okay, four-wheel drive, how does that work? Anyway, the... uh, this is actually just the story of our lives, right? And so there's a part where it would be lovely if we could all pay attention to what the Holy Spirit is speaking at all times and be completely on it in every situation. But I just don't know that that's ever actually going to be the reality. And so in my case, looking back, I the, the fact that the same thought came to mind more than once was a good indication that I should have paused and said, wait a minute, is there something you're trying to communicate to me here? But I didn't think of it. I I was kind of focused on my other tasks. And so it's just a good reminder to me to say, next time when something comes to mind repeatedly, pause for three seconds and ask the Lord if he has something for you in that. And I guess the other reality is 
because we all have stimuli coming at us all the time, there really isn't a need to say, oh, I'm just a failure in this case. And, you know, I think about this sometimes, even in terms of marriages, you know, you hear about people who get divorced and they're like, oh my goodness, there were so many warning signs. Well, the reality is, yes, there, I'm sure were legit warning signs, but there were also a lot of other factors, a lot of other information. And, you know, this is one of those uh, storytelling techniques that I think about at times, because we all have all of the stimuli. And in order to tell a coherent narrative, we string together the facts or the details that we want. But that isn't necessarily actually true. It's just how we can construct a narrative from a whole mass of information. I was once watching this really lovely training on how to be a photojournalist for families. So if you're a photographer and you want to take photojournalism style photos, then this woman was teaching how she did it. And what fascinated me at one point, she said, look at how I can adjust the narrative. So she had probably taken something like 3,000, 5,000 photos of this family during her day with them, which is a ridiculously tremendous number. And then at the end of the day, she said, look, I can tell the story of the absentee father. And she showed a whole bunch of photos of the father, you know, kind of looking the other direction, not paying attention to his children. Uh, The mom and the child are celebrating and the dad isn't anywhere around. And then she said, but I could also tell the story of the incredibly active parent. And there he was hugging his child, throwing his child in the air, whatever it might be. And I think about that sometimes because by just taking specific bits of information, you create an entirely different narrative. And so for me, I can look at my day and say, how did I miss the prompting of the Holy Spirit so clearly? Or I could look at that and say, okay, that didn't turn out the way I wanted it to, but perhaps tomorrow I will need to go into town for a different reason. Perhaps there'll be an email that I need, or maybe this is just a good reminder, a good teaching moment for me and to share it with all of you. And it's not the end of the world. There still are a couple more days. It's, it's really going to be okay. And so I think about all of the different possibilities for a narrative. And I guess my encouragement to you is that if you are beating yourself up because you have missed the prompting of the Holy Spirit, recognize that that's actually just something that we all do. And I don't, I don't actually think the Lord is really annoyed with that. But this is my prayer that I'm praying for me. And then you can pray this for yourself as well. So Holy Spirit, thank you for the ways that you communicate. Thank you that you care so much that you reach down into our our muddle and you seek to pull the silver thread through. Lord, I ask that I would never quench your Holy Spirit. Lord, that I would be always wanting to be more in tune with you and with your beauty and with who you are. And so, Lord, forgive me for the ways that I completely ignored your prompting this day. I'm sorry. I want to do better, and I ask that you would help me to do better in this next season. Lord, I thank you that you give me another chance tomorrow, and that at some point, electricity and power will be restored, and then I won't even need to drive to town. But in the meantime, thank you for the safety that I had on the road, that you sent your angels to protect me, that you 
are a good God and that even as I was away with you in this quiet place, that you reminded me and that the disaster does not come near my house. (laughs) Not that sending no email would quite be a disaster, even if it does feel a little bit like it at the moment. We could say hashtag first world problems. But Lord, I I do ask that... (laughs) It's not necessarily fun to show the ways that I am not always successful in following you. I ask that you would be glorified in my life and in the lives of those listening. And I thank you and praise you, Jesus, in your precious name. Amen.